listening to Pet Candy. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome to episode four. And our fifth take on the intro <laughs> after we've deleted so many more. We have. I kept like trying to not say embarrassing things, and then I kept saying more embarrassing <laughs> things. They just kept coming out, and I had to remind her that our parents listened to I, this. And then I immediately was like, nope, and deleted that <laughs> recording. Uh, if anybody wants to know what it was, though, I cut us up. We'll tell you, but not you, mom or dad. No. <laughs> no, parents, don't do that. So... Clay, how's it going? Oh, you know, <laughs> it's just really hoping this time the intro doesn't get deleted. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how I feel about it. Okay. I did notice I did want to say this. Um, when I listened to our last episode, aside from it being precious, because I mean Squishmallows, I was sniffling a lot, but I am also kind of fighting a cold because I have super allergies and I'm allergic to everything except Squishmallows. Also, show of hands, who went out and bought a Squishmallow after last week's yeah, episode? Yeah, raise your hands. We can see them. I can see them. I'm raising my hand. No matter where you are. No matter where you are. We are omnipotent. We are omnipresent. Anyway, I didn't buy a Squishmallow. Yes, he did. Clay bought me three Squishmallows. I didn't. One of my favorite Squishmallows is Austin the Avocado. Fun fact, Clay's first name is actually Austin. Cool. And avocados are one of my favorite things. Can't believe you just put me on blast like that. I love avocados and I love you. So, avocados, they're very, very popular, as you know. I know you don't like them, Clay. It's my turn to do the episode. We're not doing about avocados. Oh, yeah, no, we, we can talk about whatever you want after we talk about avocados. Oh, okay. I guess you make the rules here. Always. Clay gets well, it. See tell us about avocados. Avo- oh, my God. He puts an extra D in there. And There's that, a this D is, in there. Okay, so this is where we had to stop recording earlier. I'll let your imagination run wild with that one. <laughs> but it's avocado, not avocado. Yeah. Well, they advocate. For, for avocados. For better treatment. <laughs> Hashtag justice for avocados. So, Clay, as you know, avocado is a superfood. So a lot of people, including your beautiful wife. A super gross food, yes. Super delicious food. It tastes like wet grass. I like it. Why do you know what wet grass tastes like? Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> so avocado, it's it's considered a superfood. It's like nutrient dense. A lot of people like it. So it means it's hella popular, which means it's in a lot of people's pantries or like where do normal people store food probably not like on a bowl (laughs) yeah people don't (laughs) okay so like we put our fruit on like a bowl on top of the microwave but i guess regular people store it elsewhere i don't know where do you put your avocados tell us in the comments the university of illinois researchers are looking into the possibility of using avocado meal which is the ground you know dried up defatted leftover parts the pulp the seeds the skin all of that um, in dog food as it's a very high fiber source and it's allegedly palatable so they like it our age group gets so much bullshit about avocados i think this is kind of the final straw is like now we're putting in dog food Shut up, Clay. (laughs) But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but wait, aren't avocados bad for dogs? I wasn't thinking that. You were. I wasn't. You were. Like, that's one, I guess, the lesser known sort of poisonous foods for dogs. Yeah. So the alleged, the alleged toxic ingredient is person. So there is actually an associate professor in the Department of Animal Sciences at University of Illinois 
and her name, I'm going to mispronounce this badly, and I'm sorry. It's Kate de Godoy, and she's awesome. She's actually from Brazil, and she even mentioned that, like, where she's from, avocados grow everywhere. So, like, they fall on the ground, the dogs eat them. Hmm. So, when she came to the state, she was like, why is everybody saying avocados are toxic? Like, dogs eat them. According to Ms. Godoy, when you look at the literature for avocado toxicity, all that exists are a few case studies. Dogs reported to have a fondness for avocado and showed some signs of toxicity, but the case reports couldn't prove avocados caused those symptoms. There are a lot of uncontrolled factors in those cases. So when she looked into it, couldn't find any direct evidence. A few studies detailed where a person was most concentrated in the avocado plants and fruits, and not a single explored whether or not they were found in avocado meal. So there is a potential for avocados to be in dog food. Fantastic. I thought that was interesting. I guess good? Yeah. I mean, people, I, I know a couple weeks ago, my beloved Panzer got into the garbage and got an avocado pit. Mm. And I had about 30 minutes where I was like, well, this is it. He's dying. <laughs> so he, was, I mean, he didn't eat the pit. No, but he was chewing on it. I took it from him. But I mean, hey, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty stupid. No, he's not. He's baby. He's a little he's dumb. baby. So, Clay, this is your episode, and all week I've been trying to figure out what it is, and you won't tell me. Yeah, you've tried to trick me just here in the last 30 minutes twice now. I did. I truly did. You really thought I was going to slip up in the last couple of minutes? I was doing my best. Never give up. Well, I could tell you, Hmm. but I don't think I will just yet. Wow, I hate this. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I've got a little uh, little story. Ooh, story time. That will give the listeners a, an idea of what we're talking about. Okay, right? everybody, grab your squishmallows <laughs> and snuggle and throw them, them in the garbage. Don't throw your squishmallows away. Gra- grab your squishmallows and snuggle together, and let's listen to a story. Now you mm-hmm. know what these are, and about halfway through this, you're going to figure out what it is. Uh, so hold your answer until the end. Don't Damn spoil it. it for everyone else. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I don't want you to go. Ooh, ooh, I know, and then you know. You couldn't just let me have it. No, I wasn't going to let you. We're not going to redo this a sixth time. (laughs) We're never going to give it. (laughs) (laughs) The night so dark and quiet gives way to the soft rippling near water's edge. From that still mirror of moon's light steps forth a tangle of weeds and dripping moss. An ebony horse, the color of the night sky and twice as beautiful, strides out of the lake and beckons you ride using neither words nor gesture. Enticed by the song it sings inside your mind, You mount the horse as it turns back towards the water from which it rose. It's not until the water rises to your chest that you realize something is wrong. The image of the once beautiful mare that approached you falls away to reveal red eyes and rotting flesh. You try to pull away, but your hands hold fast against its pallid, cold skin. Its neck, like a bog, sucking at your hands, pulling you into the beast. Now that your face is flat against its back in a forced and twisted embrace, you have a terrifying thought as the creature descends back into the depths. You are not sure what will happen first. Will you drown beneath the lake's surface, or suffocate in the flesh of this beast? Your screams are silenced by the murky water as the horse drags you to a briny grave. You should have listened to your parents. Do not tread the water's edge alone. Beware the siren song of the Kelpie. It's a Kelpie! (laughs) I love Kelpies! We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. 
hon. What you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Right. So there's a lot of uh, stories like this about yes. the Kelpie. So real quick. Oh, I'm I've, jealous. I wanted to do the Kelpie. <laughs> I had so much trouble like researching the Kelpie because it keeps coming up with a dog breed, the Australian Kelpie. <laughs> yeah, there Kelpie. is a there is a dog breed called an Australian Kelpie. Uh so you you if you're going to Google it, you're gonna have to type in water Kelpie and yet that should give you the result you want. Yeah, or Kelpie. They're they're technically are they are they considered fairies? Uh they are water spirits, yeah. Gotcha. So a Kelpie is a mythological creature from Scottish folklore that appears as an often black horse. It's said to lure the unsuspecting to a watery grave where it devours their bodies and throws the entrails ashore. Oh, I never heard that little last little bit. Mm. Yeah, so it's a very old uh, folklore. Uh, and there are a lot of problems with Kelpie folklore. They're easily confused with other things. Uh, Stranger things, even. No, didn't do any Kelpies. Yeah, no, they didn't. They need to get on that Stranger Things. <laughs> so Kelpies are able to shapeshift often into a beautiful woman mm-hmm. or a handsome man and have uh, even been said to sing an enchanted song to lure victims closer. So you can see where these kind of get confused with things you've heard about before. I mean, literally like a, a siren. Right. You know, like from uh, Homer's Tale or anything like that. They They have a lot to do with things that are very similar to water spirits is is what they're considered really spotting a kelpie is difficult in equine form their hooves face backwards oh that's awful yeah and may have water weeds in their hair or mane some accounts claim that they keep their hooves in human form okay i know what you mean but i just pictured a horse with human feet and it was awful and i hated it They keep their hooves in human form. So, like, they're human with hooves, right? Right. Gotcha. Think like a satyr, you know. Oh, that's dope. Goat man. Goat man. Goat uh, man! So, <laughs> so, they don't really look that different from a regular black horse, I guess, unless you get up nice and close. And, and then, I guess if they're standing kind of in the water, you wouldn't see their Wouldn't see their hooves feet. and right. stuff like that. Some art depictions actually have them, instead of having back hooves, they'll have, like, a mermaid tail or something like that. There are more vivid descriptions where their manes are like sea serpents and stuff like that. Mm. So they're this. No, they're not. They're this. Right. But again, but what they are is awesome. It is awesome. (laughs) So I keep talking about how they're similar to other things. Things like the Wawin of Central America, the Bakhastin of Scandinavia, or the Nikur of Iceland. All of these are water horses that will trick you into drowning, essentially. Right. No horse ever wants to be ridden. <laughs> right. So that's your first clue. If a horse comes up to you and is like, hey, bro, hop on, you know, you know that's a lie. You know that's a lie. My you dumb ass would be like, okay, let's go. Doesn't even ask Here for I anything. Go dying again. It's just like, yeah, just get on my back. Uh, no, I don't care that you don't have any carrots or oats. That's fine. Huh? I don't want anything. Just you on my back. Really like it. Oh, you're super heavy. <laughs> I've got these spindly legs that look like they could break at any moment from my own weight. But sure, yeah, hop on. Hop on. 
<laughs> so there, that's your only clue that uh, a Kelpie has approached you is that they... Yeah, that's all you should know. Anyone who's even like passed by horses, they don't want you to ride them. Right. Horses don't really want much to do with you, period. They're kind of no, like, you some, got treats. Some do, some do, but like all the horses I've met... Right, all the horses I've met. Even the cool ones that are like, hey, bro, they're like, whoa, whoa, don't ride me. Yeah, don't don't steer me in a direction I, I don't want to go. Right. Kelpies can cause their skin to become like the muck of a lake floor, trapping those who ride them. They can also extend the length of their back to accommodate more riders. That's awful. Yeah, it's a little weird. And I love it because you, you hear these stories that's like a whole bunch of, it's usually like a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. right? And then this Kelpie comes out of the water and they're all bewitched by it. And then it just kind of extends its back. Like the Slinky Dog from Toy Story. Oh. It's just like, oh, what's there, 10 of you? I don't give a hop on. And nobody is just like, oh, man, we should probably not, actually. Yeah, I <laughs> this don't is think not a horse to do that. <laughs> yeah, this is not a regular horse, obviously. This weird limousine horse. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, well, I'll this get is, in. Then. This is my pullout horse. <laughs> and then and then all the, all the kids die. And then all the kids die. typically how the stories go. Yeah. Except they, they have this habit of leaving one kid alive. Yeah. Usually the kid like touches the horse and his hand gets stuck and he has to like cut off his fingers or his hand or whatever is attached to escape the horse. Um and they typically become obsessed with Kelpies. Yeah. And nobody believes them. But it I think it's it's kind of one of those things, this is like written into the folklore itself. You always hear about that like, but no one ever lives to tell the tale. And it's like, well then how do you know about it? Right. You know, this is kind of like did, yeah. right, but that one kid got away. Right. And it was like, that's how we know about it. You know, they put it right there in the story. Somebody can give them old bullshit Mr. About Jenkins, it. old crazy Mr. Jenkins. So though water monsters that trick prey into drowning come from all over, why then are they water horses? Mm-hmm. Like why horses? You know, mermaids like the German Nicks and seals like the Irish Selkie make sense, but horses don't really have a lot to do with water. Yeah, I mean, some horses like water, but yeah, I mean, that's not right, like their natural habitat. Right, you don't really associate right. horses with water. More like a field um, or something. So it's believed the association with uh, horses originates from the Scandinavian horse sacrifices. Oh, no. Yeah, basically, like, it, the, the water spirit taking the form of a horse was attributed to, like, moral standards, kind of like you know you're not supposed to do this. <laughs> it's like yeah. so they've taken that form almost almost as like a big FU, I guess. Mm-hmm. Don't sacrifice horses. That's not cool. <laughs> so then the next point would be why do all these areas have such similar stories and appearance appearances then, you know? Even if it is just from the Scandinavian horse sacrifices, why do you get this same sort of, you know, water horse comes from the water tricks people into drowning? And their their skin is sticky, so like once you touch, right? It, that's you're a pretty common there. thing. Yeah, so, remember that my little selkie I made. I mean that my little <laughs> my, my little, little kelpie. kelpie. Yeah. Uh, so kelpies were sort of a scapegoat to rationalize a tragedy where a child may have died from a drowning incident. Oh sure. Just an easier way to make sense of an unfeeling world. Kelpie stories were used to scare children from dangerous water bodies. And attractive strangers. Oh. That, that's where the whole forming into a, a handsome man or woman comes from. Have you been a Kelpie this whole time, babe? <laughs> so you don't want to bang a Kelpie. <laughs> you, you don't want to bang a Kelpie. You really don't no. want to bang a Kelpie. There are stories of, like, Kelpies tricking people into, like, marriage and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what kind of, like, grift they have that 
causes them to go so far. Wow. It's like, I'm going to get you in the long run. Uh, they're in for the end game. <laughs> right. They're really good. They really want you to drown. Funny enough, which waters exactly that Kelpies inhabited was a topic of debate. Yeah, folklorists argued over what counted as a Kelpie and what was being mistaken for one. You know, right. how I talked about how they were so similar to so many things. Having so many different names or similar creatures, it was originally believed they inhabited streams and rivers exclusively. Mm-hmm. Later, it was believed to be any body of water, and particularly ones that racked up a death toll. Mm, Lake Lanier? Right. Something like Lake Lanier would have had a Kelpie story if it was around in those times. Yeah, Lake Lanier just has like a whole lot of other horrible shit. Right. Other, other water spirits, if you will. Dibs on Lake Lanier. <laughs> I'll let you do Lake Lanier then. Yes. They're from Scottish folklore, so nearly right. every loch is tied or has a Kelpie story tied to it. Uh, loch Ness, of course, has the most, with some stories dating back to the 6th century. Right. Yeah, it's not a new thing. Uh, no, extremely old. Kelpies uh, were said to breed with regular horses on occasion. Okay. Uh, the offspring would be impossible to drown and recognized only by smaller than average ear length. Kind of like a what? weird, yeah, kind of like a, a weird reverse thing. donkey. Yeah, like a reverse <laughs> donkey. Kind of a weird thing, but like it was popular enough. And uh, I mean, hey. People talked about it. So it was kind of like you'd have like a snake oil salesman, I guess, trying to sell you a, a half Kelpie. Yeah, half Kelpie. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this horse is great. It, uh, pulls, it can't drown. It can't drown, which is apparently a real problem with horses these days. <laughs> right. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hey, pet parents. This is your favorite lifestyle guru, Renee Michelle, and I'm excited to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy. Join me and make some cute pet stuff. Talk about life and love and everything in between. Check out the Renee Michelle show on mypetcandy.com and let's have some fun. I know I can hear everyone screaming, but Clay, how do we kill one? You don't kill the Kelpie. (laughs) They often appear with a tack, uh, usually a bridle. Uh, This apparently holds some sort of power over them, though it's not really clear. In human form, it will appear as a necklace or something similar, and if removed, revert them to horse form. If you encounter a Kelpie that doesn't have uh, a bridle... If you bless a halter and stamp it with the sign of the cross, it can trap the Kelpie. Uh, It can be forced into menial labor. And they said I was crazy for carrying around this blessed halter everywhere (laughs) I go. They called me crazy. There's also a story with a silver bullet, of course. Always. Of course there's a silver bullet. Uh, But also one where a dude just stabs one with a couple of spears. Okay. So I guess literally anything works. Either way, if slain, they will revert back to natural components. Being water spirits, you know, they're formed from nature. So they'll revert back to, like, mud and water weeds and moss. And there's one story about jellyfish, even. So they'll just, like, squelch into a pile of ocean debris? Right, yeah. That's awful. <laughs> it, it's pretty messed up. But, like I said, you know, they're water spirits. They're right. not like an actual horse. That's why they can shape change and that kind of thing. They're meant to punish you mm-hmm. for something, Right. Uh, in this case, it would be not listening to your parents. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it seems to be attributed to 
like kids wandering off on, you know, the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, skip it out on church to go play by the lake. And it's like, right. oh, well, Kelpie's going to get you. That sort of thing. But it, it was also, you know, to teach kids to beware of dangerous waters. Right. You know, that, that's kind of where the whole thing came from is, you know, a kid falls into a stream, gets swept away. Dies, right. Yeah. Drowns and dies. Uh, there were... Other things that were attributed to sort of the belief in Kelpie's uh, water spouts apparently were uh, were and maybe are a problem that happens on Scottish locks where, you know, it disturbs the water surface in such a unique and strange way. You know, people have to come up with a weird, weird creature to attribute that to, you know. And that's a, a Kelpie's a lot more interesting than a force of nature, you know, like we want to believe that there's spirits and scary stuff. Well, I don't know if you really want to believe that there are Kelpies. Oh? Well, I'm just saying, it, it seems like really all they do is drown people. That, yeah, but they're pretty. That play in water or get horny. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. That's no good. <laughs> yeah. Because like I said, you know, it's, it's not just not just about kids playing in lakes. It's also, you know, if you're skipping church to do anything, including hanging out with that uh, that attractive strange man you saw by the water. Mm-hmm. There, there was one story about it's normally like a handsome man, but in this case, it was like a vagabond kind of man with like unruly hair. That's a good word. It was Simba. Yeah. Who was just kind of like chatting with himself and like fumbling around with something. And somebody was just like, oh yeah, that's a Kelpie and hit this dude on the back of the head. And he turned back into a Kelpie and jumped in the water. Wow. (laughs) So I think that's really funny. Um, So that's like a big difference from beautiful horse, attractive man, beautiful woman. Homeless guy. Homeless guy. Yeah. I, I talked about the the one where someone was tricked into like marriage. There there was one where a woman knew it was a Kelpie, laid with the man. Oh. Biblically? And then while biblically. Dang. And then while he was asleep, took off his silver necklace and he oh. turned back into a horse. And oh. she like made an agreement with him that she would turn him back into a man if he agreed to marry her. And uh apparently that just worked out. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, hey, everybody's got to have somebody. <laughs> I guess anything's kind of on the table with Kelpies. It, it seems like really anything goes. Uh, they they anything probably goes. want to murder you, but I guess you could get married and have a happy life yeah. with a little bit of extortion. Sure. You know, of course, you need like a blessed halter stamped with the sign of Christ to trap one, but also you could just stab it to death. <laughs> I mean, if one thing doesn't work, you got to try the other. Right. You know? That's pretty strange. There's a lot of water-related, whether they're spirits or monsters or whatever, uh, from all over the globe. Ones that don't necessarily look like water horses, like you've got the Australian bunyip, which Ooh, is a bunyip scares me. terrifying creature to behold. Mm-hmm. Uh, every picture looks vastly different than the it other does. because the description is so vague. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, quadrupedal beast. It leaves a lot to your imagination, and sometimes that's scarier. Yeah, sometimes it is scarier. But, you know, they, they pretty much all sort of do the same thing. They lure someone to a watery grave. Uh, some for other reasons. You know, some might want to feed. Uh, apparently, Kelpies do the feeding. You know, I talked about the whole devouring the flesh and then throwing the entrails back on the shore, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that's about. But well, then that's again... nasty. That has poo-poo in it. It has poo-poo in it. <laughs> it's It's not really concise, mm-hmm. I guess. But that's that's to be given on something this old. There have been so many stories about it. Uh, so, people have written, you know, books and short stories and that kind of thing on them. 
where they kind of embellished their own details uh, in that first little bit. That wasn't some other Arthur that wrote that. I I wrote the opening for that. You did that? So I, I took my own little favorite parts of... Oh, you're so good. <laughs> my favorite parts of Kelpie Lore. This is what he does. Lore. He plays D&D and he is the GM and he's so good at it. Right. I, I can sometimes de- describe things well. Like the, the siren song that they sing you was only mentioned in like one or two stories, mm-hmm. but I liked that. To me, that made more sense to, you know, cover up for the other weird things about the horse. Right. You know, it's just like, actually, now that I get closer to this beautiful horse, I realize that it is basically a corpse. Its body is the length of a school bus. A horse I don't is understand. a corpse, of course, of <laughs> yeah. course. And no one there can talk to you. 32 of, of us in this nature trail group. And uh, this horse just stretched out to accommodate all 32 of us. Wow. And none of us thought it was weird until it was too late. Mm. So... You know, the, the siren song bit makes sense to me. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one. Kelpies were born of the misdeeds of humans. Tortured spirits born from mistreatment and death. They are both a desperate attempt to find reason in a reasonless death and a story to protect the unwary from a similar fate. Despite being separated by hemispheres and oceans, passed down in dozens of different languages, mankind has always known something to lurk beneath the water. Something to remain vigilant against that calls out for us to descend into the dark depths. Something that waits day and night for a child or a wanderer to stray too close, to allow their guard to lapse for even a moment. The word used may not wholly describe it. It may not appear as it does in the colorful depictions of ancient monsters painted by artists too numerous to dedicate name to memory. But it waits all the same, lonely and hungry and angry and patient. Okay, that's slapped ass. Yeah. All all of mine slap ass. That that slapped ass. I will I will never not do I will eventually phone one in and it may not slap ass. In fact, my next one is not gonna be super creepy. I don't want to become known as just the dude who does the creepy stuff on the podcast. So my next one will be nerdy. Although it is a little it still is a little creepy, but it's it's more in like a, a sort of understanding the threat, the thing I am doing, is is what's going to be creepy about it. So mushrooms? No, no. That that is one I could do, but I don't know if I have the mental faculties to. Fun do Fun fact: Clay's terrified of mushrooms. Yeah, I'm. I have uh, acute mysophobia. I am. It's not just mushrooms; it is fungus. But, yeah, fungus in general. But yeah, if you've ever heard of the video game The Last of Us or what that game is based off, the Cordyceps. Cordyceps um, is messed up. Yeah, it's terrifying. Maybe um, I'll do the cordyceps. I'd prefer not. Mm, maybe. Well, uh, how about we go for a swim, Clay? Sure, I guess. Let's just hold hands. Let's hold hands. Aha. Uh-huh. You thought you were the Kelpie, but it was me. Fuck. Yep. See, I made you think you wanted to go in the water. Yeah, he did. Now it's too late. Yep. I'm dead now. Yep, well, just so like that. I guess this is now uh, obsessed with Clay. <laughs> <laughs> the Kelpie. The, the Kelpie. known the known Kelpie. Yeah. <laughs> Is confirmed. <laughs> so before we go, we do have some more exciting news. So not only do we have those socks that slap ass, now we have ass slapping coffee cups. <laughs> ass slapping coffee cups. Ass slapping coffee cups. And that's cups. trademarked. And that's trademarked. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Maybe you're awesome and you listen to the show and you would like to have either a coffee cup or some socks or you want to wear your socks while you drink your favorite beverage out of your Obsessed with the Palmer's coffee cup. We can make that happen for you, Clay. For me? For you, pers- <laughs> you specifically. Listeners, let's help Clay get these items. 
I don't even drink coffee. He doesn't. And you know what? It's it's so strange. Sometimes I look at you and I'm like, why did I marry this Kelpie? <laughs> the, the socks are pretty cool, though. The socks are dope. But for real, though, I, we would love for you to wear our merch. That would be so cool. So if you would like the chance to win some cool-ass, free-ass merch. So this is a coffee cup, and it's not just any coffee cup. It's a coffee cup that says Obsessed with the Palmers. <laughs> right. It has our logo. It has our logo on it. And it's also our Instagram picture because we haven't taken any professional photos yet, which is coming. Don't worry about it. So you can get that free-ass coffee mug. You can get the coolest socks ever, and you can wear your comfy-ass socks while you're drinking out of your coffee cup. And then when we announce your name on May 15th, you can... Send us in what you want the subject to be, and we will do an episode of your choosing. Just a reminder, if you want to request a topic, uh, you can always email us at our Gmail account, obsessedwiththepalmers at Gmail, uh, and we will consider it. We'll consider it if you're good. Right. Did you brush your teeth today? Of course, if you win the competition, you you get to make us do one. So that's power yes. you hold over us. You hold that power. Now, this is within reason. Like, it can't be X-rated. As much as we would love that, it's got to be. I think we got to let the people eat cake. We, we Why did you have to turn that into something else? You're the one who said eat cake. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I don't know. I trust, I trust you people whom I've never met. I too trust you, my children, and I love you. And I'm proud of you. Whatever you did this week, good for you. Unless it wasn't good, in which case I'm sorry. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Thanks, everybody. We hope to see you next week when my episode slaps ass. I bet. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.